It's Behind the Bulldogs, Season 4, Episode 13. Lucky number 13, Brandon. Welcome, everybody, to the show. We got a great interview today, and we got some great stuff that we're going to be talking about behind the Bulldogs, baby. Let's get after it, Brandon. Let's get after it. We got a great episode for you here today. Got a great interview coming up as well. We talked with head athletic trainer Brett Knight on life of taping ankles and what it takes to work in sports medicine. That's a yeah. great one. Be sure you stick around for that um, as well as we have a great uh, Ferris State rundown to get through. I really do. When you first started talking, I thought you were just going to copy exactly what I said. I was, was going like, to cool. get close there and just branch off right at the end so I don't get copyrighted, but uh, no, it was a good intro there, Joe. It was a good I appreciate intro. it, man. I so appreciate anyway, it. without further ado... Let's we'll, get right into it. Yeah, let's get right into it. We'll start with hoops. Uh, men's fall against the Pride, but bounce back in a thriller overtime win over the Rangers. So, obviously, you saw Purdue Northwest. It was a really close game and they were really playing very well. Um, the turnovers have been a little bit of an issue, especially over the weekend as a whole. Um, and thankfully, they were able to correct the mistakes, especially Especially down the stretch, they hit some big shots. Especially Ben Davidson individually was great in that fourth quarter. Or excuse me, that late part of the second half. You could call it the fourth quarter, last ten minutes of the second half, um, to get us really within uh, the ability to win that game, especially in overtime. Uh, but it was a really good bounce back win for Coach Brockman's team, especially for a high emotionally tense game, as we saw there in Kenosha on Saturday. Yeah, and if you, I mean, honestly, with Purdue Northwest that first game, Purdue Northwest is one of the better teams in the conference. Conference. Uh, Record doesn't say so since they're one and one, but overall, before they went in this weekend, they were only six and two. So they were a good team to go into it. I mean, if you lose, it's not really that bad when you lose by four to one of the better teams in the conference, but it's still kind of a wake up call, I would say, uh, especially kind of going into this halfway mark of the season with Christmas break coming up. You definitely want to kind of turn around, and they did against Wisconsin Parkside, which was huge for the program, but we had some really solid performances still from Ben Davidson and Reese Hazleton in game one, 16 and 10 from the two of them, but scoring was definitely falling apart a little bit that first game was definitely more spread out uh, but that Wisconsin Parkside game OT Thriller is uh, pretty sick to see especially being able to pull out the win and uh, seeing some solid performances from a lot of the guys in the starting five yeah, absolutely. And especially for the GLIAC standings, Joe, as you alluded Whoa. to there um, with Purdue Northwest. Obviously, we're not where we want to be. We want to be more closer to the top, but still only opening weekend of GLIAC play. So still going to be plenty of games to we're go. Still in the rank third right now. After the new year, but we still are ranked third. And that is a positive thing. And especially with Ashland coming up this weekend, that's always a perennially tough team. It's going to be you know, a battle of nationally ranked teams. Um, so it's really going to be fun as we're going to see. Uh, I believe we're coming into this game as number 23 in the nation. Ashland, Ooh. number 16. So, so big time implications on this one. A lot we actually have the, the highest win percentage overall in the conference. So Whoa. keep that in mind. How about that? 
Who would yeah. have thunk? Who would have thunkin'? I would not have thought that. Who but then thunkin'? when I saw it on the website, I said, wow, that's crazy. Good poll there, Joe. Good stat poll. We almost might have to that's call me, you. That's me, man. I'm the stat guy. Might have to call you Jamie on the show now, pulling up the absolute banger content. But Jamie, pull that up, please. Jamie, pull that up, please. Anyway, we'll move over to women's as they were able to get a split, but you can flip the win and the loss. They got the loss uh, on Saturday, but the win on Thursday. They beat the pride, but fall to the Rangers. Um, and, and it's certainly uh, talking a little bit with some of their their players, uh, I think it was uh, after, or really after this weekend, uh, they they knew they could have beaten that uh, that Parkside team. They just made a couple mistakes, uh, a couple shots didn't go their way, uh, but they they felt really confident, especially I mean being number five team in the in the nation taking that loss. They're still going to get bumped down to I think around ten is where it's going to be estimated here. Uh, but at, still, at the end of the day, they got a really tough test here uh, against the number one ranked Eagles in all of Division Two at Ashland. So that's going to be a fun one to see uh, what this team's made of because they're going to have to go on the road against a really good team that has had success against them in years past. Uh, but we still we saw some great performances uh, over the weekend individually as well as team-wise. Obviously, would have loved to see a sweep uh, except for that or that Parkside game. But still, the team played very well. Coach Westendorp's team uh, are still putting the putting the ball in the hole. They just let a couple extra go in for the other team there on Saturday. Yeah, six teams overall for women's basketball teams have winning records so far. So that's pretty pretty dang solid competition all throughout the GLIAC. It's going to be an interesting rest of the year, especially when you look at GLIACs. I'm really excited for it as well because I I like basketball and I like watching good basketball. And we've been able to see that so far with both these teams. I'm excited to see how they're able to bounce back because it was a good game against Parkside. Our starting five, almost all of them were in double digits. Uh, and, you know, Katie Blanchard at 18, so it's solid to see her kind of get back into it as well. But it was just a bench that I f- was definitely kind of struggling a little bit. They didn't get a whole lot of minutes, I think, but still... Definitely got to pick it up, but I wouldn't say jump ship just yet. We're still a very solid team, still top 10, and it's going to be a solid little bounce back and turnaround this upcoming with Ashland. And then I think it's, how do you pronounce it? Duville in January when we come back to play? Duville? Duville. Duville. Yes. It's a they fun. got like a clip art mascot on the, web, <laughs> on the website. <laughs> they do. You know, it's funny because you're like, that that school can't exist, right? It's, 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 it's like Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, it's Bishop Sycamore, but no, East West University, even when they came in, you were like, is this a real school? Uh, but no, they are actually a very good uh, perennial athletic programs there. Hey, so uh, they played, I think they played uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne State played them earlier on this year. So the GLIAC actually has some experience playing that team. Interesting. So that'll be fun to see, but uh, certainly uh, not, not the greatest weekend for women's basketball, but they're very excited and we are too for their Saturday matchup there against the Eagles. But finishing out Fair State Sports Slate, we got hockey as well. Two losses, but I think this is overall the best weekend of hockey that we've played all year in consideration of the quality of play. This team really played their hearts out. The third period in that thir- in that second game, especially coming back, they're down 3-1. They're able to tie it. They end up losing uh, just in the final minutes, but they played a heck of a game, and it real feels like that they're starting to get it, and they're starting to play better quality-wise each in these last couple weekends. They just desperately need a W because they have been playing like they're getting W's or just haven't seen it yet, bad luck will break at some point. Yeah, for sure. And if you think about it, I mean, first game, Logan Stein had a 9-7-2 save percentage. They only let him one shot on 36 or 37 shots, only had one go in. So that's pretty crazy. The only unfortunate part is we got 39 shots on goal, but Bowling Green just did not let any of them in. So that was wow. uh, that was just a battle of really solid goaltending on day one. Day two, we were able to get the uh, get it going a little bit better. We are able to kind of crack open the scoring with three goals, but Bowling Green obviously just getting one more, which is unfortunate. And I mean, we held them to less shots in the second day. It's just, I guess, a couple more of them were just 
better placed, I guess you could say. But we still were able to hold up and uh, get back with it with that offensive production, which is the first time where we've had a lot of offensive production in both nights, Friday and Saturday. So that's a positive. But when you look at the standings overall, we definitely need to kind of kick it in gear, I would say, especially with Lake Superior. We have that split little thing going on where we do one home, one away, which is an interesting move, especially seen as Lake Superior. But it's going to happen regardless, and they're right in front of us. Uh, we're at bottom of the table at eight points. They're right there at 15. So if we can get these two these two wins, it'll put us at 14 right behind them and put us in a little spot to get back in the saddle of things, especially needing that turnaround with the second half of the season coming up and a huge game against Michigan State coming up in the Grand La- Grand, uh, Great Lakes Invitational in Grand Rapids at Van Andel. That's going to be the next game that they play. So they need to... Really get a win these next two games. Yeah, they need it just for the morale sake because they've been playing well. They just haven't had the results of it yet. So we'll be rooting for them for sure uh, over this weekend, especially going into GLI too. Which, speaking of which, we got a great episode for you. Crazy. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But anyway, finishing out real quick, uh, track and field also in action. Shout out to all my teammates for putting on great performances. Shout out at the GAVSU Holiday Open, or as it's called around the town, Early Bird. Um, Great performances there. Coach Jackson, his debut with the track program, and they certainly put up some great numbers. A very young team um, with um, some experience, obviously, uh, from over the years, but certainly uh, a lot of great potential that we saw over this weekend. So really cool overall results there. Um, you can find out more at FerrisStateBulldogs.com. Before we get to the interview, be sure to check out the Car Center, our proud sponsor for this podcast. The Car Center does body work on all makes and models. When you need body work, request the best. You can request the Car Center off Northland Drive and Rogers Heights and online at CarCenterMI.com. But there you go. Be sure to support the Car Center because they support us. Yeah, we're sponsored now. Yeah, we are big time. Yeah, we're big time. Big time. Big time podcast. We need the, I need my sound pad back so I can press the cha-ching button again. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're keeping the lights on. Yeah, it'd be cool to have now. We should get a sound pad again. I know you hated it sometimes when I use the sound pad. I didn't hate it. I just, the choice that you made with a sound pad were just very suspect when you would decide what noises to play at what certain times. What do you times. mean? What do you Roll, mean? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. I'll have to look back and just find examples of it. But that's fair. Yeah. Hey, you know what we do have though? Do you have an interview? A solid interview to get to. So. All right. So without further ado. Yeah, let's quit waffling around to get to the interview. Now joining us here in studio, Assistant Athletics Director and Leader of Sports Medicine, Brett Knight is joining us. Brett, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, Brett. I mean, you've been with Ferris for, what, five years now, just over five years. So, I mean, tell us so far what it's been being like here in Big Rapids and helping out Ferris State and just helping out with medicine. Sure. Uh, I'm, I grew up in West Michigan, the Grand Rapids area, so I love this part of the state. Um, great for my family. Uh, I was really excited to come here in 2018, uh, mainly from the standpoint I was an athlete as you know myself at one point and just that competitive uh, high level of athletics that Ferris State has um, kind of really drew me in so five years has flown by obviously we've seen a lot of successes in pretty much every program um, team level individual level and and so just to be a part of that environment's been uh, been great it's been really exciting Absolutely. And obviously you work with a lot of teams. Obviously you have 17 here. You obviously work with almost all of them in the sense of you or the, obviously the other trainers under you on your staff. But just talk about what the day in the life is as a division two trainer. Cause I mean, I've heard the stories you guys, you guys never stop working. It feels like. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the calendar has its ebbs and flows for sure. Um, you know, having a smaller staff, there's, I have, you know, three staff members that work under me. And then we have a cohort of about 15 to 20 students that we employ. Um, 
you know, and so our, our jobs are unique. Uh, they are behind the scenes, which um, it's kind of the way we like it, uh, you know, as you guys can appreciate. Um, and so just, you know, having the ability to impact so many students' lives um, is kind of unique. You know, we get students to come in as an 18, 19 year old freshman that never been away from home to, you know, some that have maybe had a journey through a couple of schools. And so, you know, we get to see a unique perspective. We get to help them along the way. Unfortunately, it's, you know, usually through injury or illness. And, and so just helping them navigate those situations. And, um, you know, it could be as simple as injury prevention, recovery, helping them, you know, be at their best training wise, performance wise, you know, or it could be, you know, more significant where they need to have a surgery and go through a little bit of a longer process. And so just having the opportunity to be there every step of the way um, and kind of help guide them. And, you know, ultimately the, the biggest win for us is seeing them get back on the field, the court, whatever the competitive arena is for them and, and seeing them achieve their goals. Uh, and just knowing we help that individual, that, that team, you know, you know, just that little bit, you know, throughout the way. Absolutely. Very impactful. And when you're talking about those different kind of injuries, whether it's just a quick one that they can get back on back on playing or if it's those big ones like the surgeries, like you said, is there a difference kind of when you go into approaching kind of rehabbing that player and stuff when it's a bigger thing like personal level type stuff or kind of what is the difference when it go, uh I guess, personal level when you kind of have those two different injuries? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of look at it, I guess, in two ways. If they're, um, you know, if they're kind of a full-time starter, they're playing a lot, is this something we can navigate and keep them within their season, keep them playing and competing? Um, But also we got to keep in mind their goals. Um, You know, we talk about eligibility and having a chance at a medical hardship versus I'm a senior and I got a month left, you know, what can you do to help me, you know, get through that year or, or, or what have you. Um, and, and like you mentioned, we do work a lot of hours and we're, we seem to be here, you know, quite often. And so you get to know um, each person individually, which is, you know, Ferris is a very diverse campus. And so, you know, that's kind of the rewarding, one of the rewarding aspects is, you know, I could work with one athlete this morning who comes from a completely different background, um, you know, from somebody else in the afternoon. Um, so building those one-on-one relationships, building their trust, earning their trust and respect a little bit, um, you know, to the point where they know I, I can push them a little bit. I can, you know, joke with them a little bit um, and and then they can kind of have that, you know, comfort to kind of come back at me. For sure. Absolutely. And uh, you've been obviously a couple different places before Ferris. You know, mm-hmm. I studied at Alma and then you spent some time at Western Michigan. Just talk about those experiences and uh, how you really got that education and all of that uh, experience before eventually landing the job here at Ferris four years ago. Yeah. So, you know, I can go back even to my roots, uh, you know, being a high school athlete and getting injured. Fortunately, my high school had an athletic trainer. And so that was kind of where I was first introduced to um, sports medicine and just kind of got the thought, you know, before that I was kind of thinking physical therapy and just wanting to help, you know, individuals, you know, rehabilitate injuries and just thought, you know, this is a connection between sports, which was a huge part of my life and continuing to, to work in some sort of medical field. And so that's kind of what geared me into athletic training. Um, so I did my undergraduate degree at Alma College uh, in athletic training, did a master's degree at Western Michigan um, in exercise science and sports medicine. Uh, while I was at Western, I was fortunate enough to be a GA, worked with the football program and women's track and field. And so that, that's where I gained a ton of experience, kind of setting the, the foundation for, um, 
you know, what the kind of the, the career would be like, you know, so to speak. Um, and then from there, I, I kind of bounced a year in North Carolina at a small D3 school, North Carolina Wesleyan College, which was a unique experience far away from home, but uh, um, was good. I'm glad I had that opportunity. And then I had a chance to come back and work at my alma mater at Elma. Um, one year on staff and then six years as a head AT. And so starting that role at a very young age just um, was kind of intense at first, but, you know, just kind of build on those experiences, leading your staff, you know, still doing the day-to-day, building relationships with the student athletes. Um, and, and I had a lot of had a lot of good experiences there. We were able to make some improvements in our our department help some teams kind of achieve some of their goals and then in 2018 the opportunity um, arose to come to Ferris State and um, as much as I like Alma it's my alma mater you know I was kind of driven just like the athletes to to want to do more be a part of more and so I saw an opportunity to to work with some good teams and programs at Ferris Um, and also Dave Lucy was retiring at the time and so um, a lot of respect to Dave for you know many years of good service at Ferris State, um, but also had an opportunity to come in and kind of put my own unique twist on sports medicine, uh, bring in some new philosophies on, you know, the not only rehabilitation and treatment, but just uh, sport performance and mm-hmm. working with Coach T and Coach Hammer at the time. And, and so, you know, very proud of what we've kind of been able to transform things and um, you know, play our part here at Ferris. Absolutely. We're glad you're here. Yeah. And when most people think of athletic trainers, they think of, you know, just getting ankles taped and stuff like that. There's a lot more kind of behind the scenes that you <laughs> alluded to, but now that you're a little bit higher up in the rankings for the athletic trainers, I'm sure you don't have to tape as many ankles as you used to, but ballpark, what do you, how many angles do you think you've had to tape in your whole career as being an athletic trainer? Yeah. So you're a very good point. You know, when you watch sports, you think of athletic training, you see the person that comes out on the field or is helping with hydration. Um, in reality, for me, I work with football closely here. You know, we're talking 10 to 15 games a year, you know, out of a 365-day job almost. Um, so I do tape a lot of ankles still on football, especially on game days. In a career, about 15 years, I have roughly estimated this. I, I think we're pushing about 10,000. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Goodness crazy. gracious. Uh, on a Saturday game day, I'm, you know, easily doing 40 ankles. You know, and that's you just do the quick math on games at Ferris um, and then add another seven, eight seasons of college football on top of that. Jeez. Is there a difference in technique kind of from sport to sport, how you take the angles or is it just kind of a one size fits all type deal? Uh, So you have your foundational uh, techniques, you know, but to be honest, you know, I just use football as an example. You know, the start of the football season is pretty standard. You know, everybody's getting kind of the same tape jobs, whether it's ankles, thumbs, wrists. Then as every guy's journey goes along throughout the year, you might have a little Achilles tweak or some foot pain or something. And so it it does get pretty unique. You might have 10 or 15, pretty straightforward, standard. You might have one guy that likes a little bit heavier, one guy that wants a little bit lighter. Maybe you're adding something onto it. Um, So that does add a little uniqueness to it. 
And probably the thing that amazes, you know, the athletes most is just ability to be able to remember like, oh, Joe's up on the table. We got to do that for Joe this week or, yeah. or vice versa. So for sure. there's a little fun to it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah. Especially what's the um, maybe not necessarily the wording of this question, but what's the the most famous uh, pair of ankles that you've been able to tape? Because obviously we had a couple pro bound guys here at Ferris yeah. State that you have able to work with. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, Jared Bernhardt would be a big one, obviously. Um, you know, way back my first year, Malik Taylor, who I think is still active with the Jets and has bounced around a little bit. I had a chance to work with him quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Austin Edwards, who has spent some time in the NFL. That would be another another guy. Um, and then obviously gotten to work with a few other pro athletes. Uh, Caleb Murphy, obviously a current one up, up there in the league. Um yeah, so from a standpoint, some of those guys, I was wasn't here with the Zach Sealers and Jason Vanderlons. Oh, so close. Yeah, Tavier Thomas. Uh, you know those guys. Got to meet them a couple times. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They don't ever call you up to get another another tape job or anything. The, <laughs> the, the NFL guys don't do it as good as you. You think? Uh, not the tape jobs. You'd be surprised. I do get inquiries about you know help with tips or you know hey this has been bothering me. Hey, I'm back home training. Um, couple of our recent guys have had some injuries, uh, you know, where they've had surgery. And although they might be tied to teams, if they're in free agency, they're kind of on their own. And so um, I do have some connections with sports performance at Henry Ford in Detroit, where a lot of our guys are from. And so, you know, there's been some times over breaks or when guys are home, it's like, hey, let me get in touch with this person and, and help you out. But I do. You know, Kai Service, one of your former students, he reached out to me two days ago. Wow. <laughs> Just uh, looking for some advice. So it, <laughs> uh, certainly don't forget your phone number. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Kai if he's listening to this program <laughs> Shout still. Shout out to Kai. Must be, he just must be working so hard with that sales that he needs uh, some tape, yeah, ankles tweaking, tape, I guess. fingers on that <laughs> Yeah, <keyboard>. some, <laughs> something like that anyway. so much that you're just gonna Yeah, I guess so. But uh, Brett, thank you so much for coming on. One more question yeah. for you. What's been your favorite thing about being here at Ferris State and being a Bulldog? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think the first thing that everybody thinks about is just the success. Um, you know, obviously football this year, we didn't quite reach the, the goals that that program had, but to, the ability to help and experience three finals appearances in five seasons is pretty remarkable uh, from from that standpoint. So the the day-to-day -day grind, I think, you know, that's a big part of it. But I think um, one of the things I appreciate the most from the student athletes through the coaches to the administrative staff is just that ability, desire, and passion to be the best. Um, whether it's somebody that's a runner, somebody that plays tennis, somebody that's um, football or basketball, um, everybody wants to do the best and you know achieve their goals and help everybody achieve their goals individually. So. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Brett, for yeah. coming on. Appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Hopefully you get no injuries that you have to watch out for or anything like that. It's a pretty easy rest of your week. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Brett for stopping by the show. Big thanks to you guys as listeners as well. Be sure you subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts so you can get more of behind the bulldogs Do all year it long so right now yeah we'll be dropping some stuff over break as well so you want to be on the lookout for that but really quick before we go fair state sports slate joe we got a weekend of basketball and hockey up ahead we do the 16th saturday women's basketball is going to be at ashland 1 p.m is tip off so you definitely don't want to miss that and then following that four hours and seven minutes later at 507 p.m men's ice hockey will be home at awa glaben the eggs and bacon ice arena according to harrison watt 
against Lake State. And that's going to be a big time game because it's a weird little situation because we first start at a game here and then in March we play the second game at Lake State. So it's an interesting situation. Very interesting situation. Then we also have men's basketball at Wink, 3 o'clock against the Eagles of Ashland. That's going to be a really fun regional matchup. And then as well, men's basketball again at home against the Cedarville Yellow Jackets. I believe their mascot is 5.30 at Wink on Tuesday the 19th. So that's Fair State Sports Slate. Big thanks to you guys for tuning in to the show. And until next time. Hey, congratulations on getting finals week, everybody who's a student. But take care, everybody. 